Brilliant Misfits, Episode 49. Hello and welcome to Brilliant Misfits, talks with women who are the renegades, the creatives, the entrepreneurs, the artists who didn't fit in and how they've turned it around by courageously following the beat of their own heart. We'll be discussing all things creative, mindful, and artful to inspire you to do it your way and be brilliant with your host, Asia Kennedy. Welcome everyone to Brilliant Misfits. I'm your host, Asia Kennedy. And today I'm doing another solo episode. And before I get into it, I just want to thank you again for tuning in to the show. I hope you're enjoying it, uh, talking about all things creative, mindful, artful, and really exploring what makes us creative, what makes us unique, what is our purpose in life and what we're here to do and how that journey and all the threads that are in our life weave together into this incredibly unique tapestry. And in some ways, I do believe that we're all misfits. We come in and we don't feel like we're really along and we explore, we start to get really creative and we start to look at other ways that we can live our lives and ways that are really true to who we are. And at one point, you know, it was really hard to just step out and be who you were because, you know, there was a lot of bullying, there was a lot of criticism, there was a lot of pressure from society to just stay within this very, very narrow mold. And, you know, it still exists. There's still a lot of bullying going on and all of that. And But I think what's happening, there is a shift and people are starting to recognize that we're, we're all the same, but at the same time, we're all really unique and we're celebrating that uniqueness. It's it's a time in the world where people can actually step up and be who they are and people will cheer them on and celebrate them for, for having that courage and that bravery to stand in their truth. And so partly this program, I really love highlighting women And sometimes it's just the very ordinary, unfamous women that I interview that come out with the most extraordinary stories and gifts and tips and tools and wisdom to inspire and encourage us all to really be true to who we are and do things our own way. So today I'm going to talk a little bit more about the creative process. A few weeks ago, I've been doing this series, we started off with the first step in the creative process, which was honoring your ideas. And that's really the cultivation stage of growing an idea and bringing it into the world. And when you honor your idea, that means like when you get that idea that floats into your head, whenever it is, that you truly take notice and and treat it like the gift that it is, because it is an incredible gift. Ideas are gifts. And I think that everyone who's ever had any kind of idea, no matter what you think about that idea, if you've ever been given an idea that you are a creative person, it's just living proof that having an idea means that we're creative because that is really the first step in creating something that has never existed before. The second thing I talked about in the creative process was meeting resistance and how that no matter what, when you're creating anything, when you're trying to grow your ideas or create anything in your life, whether it's a painting or music or writing a book, anything creative, doing a recipe, creating a new recipe, anything, 
you're going to meet resistance and it's just a completely natural part of the process. I think a lot of us, I know I have in my past, freaked out every time I meet resistance and sometimes it just sneaks up on you and you don't even recognize it. And, you know, it might just come where you're feeling really tired and, oh, I don't feel like doing this. There's all sorts of ways that resistance comes and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. So that was the second thing we talked about. And you can go back and listen to that episode, both episodes. One is honoring your ideas and the other episode is self-dare, you meeting your resistance. So today I'm going to talk about growing your ideas. So in a way, it's like a plant. You cultivate the soil for your idea, and that means creating space, being open to receiving it, recognizing it, writing them down so that you don't forget them, and planting them where you might meet some resistance to planting them. You're not quite sure, shall I plant this seed or not? And today we're going to talk about growing that plant and protecting and nourishing it. So when I say protecting, what I mean is when you're first starting to grow your idea, think of it like a seedling. Now a seedling in the soil, you're not going to expose it to the harsh rays of the sun or flooding rains that's going to just wash it away. The seedling is very delicate in a way. It's just starting to get it established. So what does that mean? That means that sometimes when you honor your idea and you're beginning to plant that seed and it's starting to grow, you have to have a lot of discernment about who you who you share that idea with. Have you ever had this experience where you come up with an idea, you're really excited and you go to your family or family members or friends and you say, hey, I've got this idea and you just, you know, you're telling them all about it and you're really excited and and they're just looking at you with this sort of frown or, you know, this energy that's like, oh, right. And it's not really supportive. Like they're not really being supportive. They might even say things like, oh, you're crazy. That's silly. Don't do that. Or whatever it is. And, you know, that idea that you have is is like a seedling and exposing it to that sort of thing can be very, very um damaging in some ways and and also really disheartening for you. So it's important that you be really discerning about who you're going to share that idea with if you share it at all, but make sure that you choose wisely about where you're sharing that idea so that it can be supported, it can be nourished and nurtured and not torn apart. So I find that, you know, when that happens, it just kind of, and oh, the other thing, yes, that's right. The other thing that I wanted to share with you about that is when you do share it, like to everyone in the whole world, and you're just talking about it and talking about it and talking about it, you actually haven't really taken too many actions yet. You've just kind of just planted it and it's, and you're talking about it a lot. And what happens when you do that is that energetically and in your head, your mind, because you've talked about it so much, your mind is almost convinced that you've already done it. So then when you actually try to sit down and do some actions to manifest the idea and to help it grow, the energy is not there. You find yourself really flat and you wonder, oh, what's what's happened to my mojo? It's just gone. It's like, I was so excited. 
But this is a phenomenal thing, and it happens that there's some connection between you talking about it a lot and your mind experiencing it like it's already happened, but in a way that actually takes your energy from you. So in an, another way of doing that is to contain your energy. So instead of telling everybody about it, which then you might get some you know, negative feedback and all of that, which you don't want in the early stages anyway. And also you don't want to expend all that energy talking about it because when it comes down to actually doing it, you might find that your energy has been all spent. So there's a really, there's a lot of wisdom in containing the energy around your idea, really containing it. And what that means is that when you don't share it with a lot of people and you just hold it close to you and maybe share it with just a few choice people that are going to help you grow that idea, it, you're going to have a better experience. And this pertains to anything. Containing energy is very, very powerful. And, you know, we don't actually talk about it much. And it's something that's not really part of the, the way of doing things. But when you experiment, and you can experiment this with yourself. So next time you come up with an idea, or you want to do something, instead of telling everybody what you're going to do, don't say that. Just, just keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Contain the energy. And then let it start to expand and let it start to bring you into actions. And then once you've got that going, then you can actually talk about it and share it with people and because you've already taken the energy and moved it into action. So that might seem, seem a bit odd, and I really encourage you to experiment with the difference between expending your energy, telling people what you're going to do, and then containing that until you actually start to do it, and then you can, you, you can share that with others and get the support that you need to continue. So the other thing is, is that when you first start to plant something, you have to have a lot of trust. You have trust in your idea. You have trust in yourself. You have to have belief in yourself, which is, I guess, some people call confidence. And if you think again, as it being a seedling, you wouldn't, you probably wouldn't pull up a seedling to see if its roots are growing. Like, you know, every day I'm going to go out, well, let me, let me check and pull out the seedling and see if the roots are growing, right? We wouldn't do that. So you can't see that the roots are growing, but there's a trust that you know that everything in life, if it's given the right conditions, is going to grow. And that includes our ideas. So if we give our ideas the right conditions and we plant them and we don't expose them to the unnecessary harsh environment, we give them the best possible chance to grow then they will grow and we don't have to keep pulling them up to check. We can just trust and continue with small steps and actions to grow our ideas. So that's all I have for you today. And I will continue in the next two parts of the creative process. And I hope that this helps you with whatever stage you're at. And I hope also that you 
um, get an understanding that the creative process is definitely not linear. Even though I'm doing the five weeks of this series um, in a linear fashion, because that's the only way you can do it, if you can possibly just imagine it as more of a spiral. So, you know, it's not just one thing after another. Sometimes we plant our ideas, but then we have to go back to cultivating and then we might have to go back to meeting the resistance. So it's a, it's more of a, a holistic and a more of a spiral flow to growing your ideas. And if you think about plants and how they actually do unfold, a lot of them do spiral. It's not just a straight line that comes up. There's a lot of movement in different directions. And that's the same when we are creating our ideas that are in alignment with our soul purpose and we're creating ideas. It's the same thing. It's not just straight up or straight ahead. It's more of a winding and a flowing and a spiraling into blossoming. So I hope you enjoyed that. And until next time, as always, be true to you and be brilliant. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all. Bye-bye. Thank you all for being here today. If you enjoyed the episode, please go to iTunes and give it a review and subscribe. And don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Brilliant Misfits, And for more information on living a creative life, www.asiakennedy.com.